0: We're going to settle this once and for all. I'm stoked that Hyundai finally updated their website with all the details. So strap yourselves in because we're going on a deep dive this time. Starting with the first category, performance. Now I started with this category because this is where they have the most in common. All three share the same 2.0-liter turbo four-cylinder. But the Kona N and the Elantra N make 276 horsepower and 289 pound-feet of torque, while the Veloster N only makes 275 horsepower, I know, one less, big whoop, but it only makes 260 pound-feet of torque. Hmm. All three are front-wheel drive and all have that N corner carving electronically controlled limited-slip differential. Transmissions on the other hand, the Elantra N and the Veloster N come standard with a six-speed manual. Yes, but you do get the option of an eight-speed wet dual-clutch transmission. Unfortunately, the only option you get with the Kona N is that eight-speed wet dual-clutch transmission. But hey, at least the dual-clutch is technically the faster-shifting option. The other cool thing about the dual-clutch is that you get this neat little red button that says NGS, which stands for and grin shift. That button boosts up the boost like, for 20 seconds and gives you 10 more horsepower and even faster shifts. However, let's not forget the 0-60 to 60 times. These were really hard to find and most are really just claims or estimates from Hyundai or somebody, but as you can guess the Veloster N is the fastest reaching 60 in just under 5 seconds. Followed by the Elantra N reaching 60 at 5 seconds. Lastly, the Kona N reaching 60 at a hair over 5 seconds. All with a DCT, of course, with launch control. So I guess that means the Veloster N is the winner of this category for being the quickest and offering a manual. Well, let's move on over to the second category, exhaust. Now, this is a short one because, well, they all sound similar, plus they all have active exhaust so you can lower the exhaust sound in say normal mode, but get the full crackle and pops in N mode. Which one is the loudest though? I don't know, I've looked around, but I couldn't really find anything concrete. My guess would be the Veloster N, followed by the Elantra N, and then the Kona N. On to the third category though, that is handling. (sighs) Here is where things get complicated, because yes, you can dive head first, into the rabbit hole and I know I said I want to do a deep dive but that is just a bottomless pit. I'll try my best though with just highlighting the major components. They all have extra bracing along the body to increase rigidity. The Elantra's brace in the trunk is particularly cool although kinda in the way. Plus they all have independent McPherson strut and cold springs in the front and multi-link suspension in the rear all of which is electronically controlled, you get beefy non brembo brakes, and to cover those brakes, you get beefy tires. The elantra has the widest at two forty fives The rest of the cars get to thirty fives which brings us to the curb weight and of course, the veloster n is the lightest at a weight of three thousand two hundred and forty seven pounds, followed by the elantra n at a weight of three thousand two hundred and ninety six pounds. And lastly, the Kona N with a weight of 3,340 pounds. Keep in mind though that those weights are with the dual clutch transmission, but the manual versions are over 100 pounds lighter. Mahalo, can you go? Because the Veloster N has a ground clearance of 5.3 inches. The Elantra N has a ground clearance of 5.5 inches. And the Kona N has a ground clearance of 6.8 inches. So I believe the winner of this category goes to the Veloster N for being the lightest and the lowest. Enough about handling though, let's move on to the fourth category, the exterior. All of these cars look cool, I especially love the front end of the Veloster N, but my favorite part about the Elantra N is that Y or like Z shape along the side, but how can you not love the rear end of the Kona N. But if we're talking wheels specifically though, my favorite are the Kona's wheels. So I think the winner of this category goes to the Kona. And while we're talking about looks, let's get into the fifth category, interior. I'm gonna have to give this one to the Elantra N, just the way all the buttons and screens are pointed towards the driver. I know you've heard me say that multiple times now, but it's still awesome. It wasn't an easy choice though, cause the Veloster N's interior is also very nice. You get awesome performance blue seat belts, that I wish all the other cars had, but both the Veloster N and the Elantra N share those bucket seats with the N logo that lights up. But the real reason the Veloster gets the number two spot here is because that there is no digital instrument cluster display, and only an 8 inch touchscreen navigation. Kind of a shame really. And just because the Kona is last here doesn't mean the interior is bad by any means. It's all laid out very nicely, very neatly. It's just normal. There isn't really much to make it stand out. No fancy light-up seats or blue seatbelts or anything like that. But onto the sixth category, that is space. And this is the category where I start to fall apart because I'm getting tired of saying these cars are similar, but they really are. Most of the time, the slightest differences in interior dimensions are either an inch or two apart. For example, the Elantra N has a third of an inch more headroom than the Kona N up front. In the rear, though, the Kona N has half an inch more headroom than the Elantra N. Ugh. But the Veloster N has like two inches less of headroom space than both of those guys. I will say the Elantra N has the most legroom of all of them. Now, if we're talking about cargo space, well, that's a different story. (laughs) Just kidding. Veloster N has the most cargo space compared to the rest of them with the seats up. Put the seats down, though, and now the Kona N has the most cargo space by a whole cubic foot. Poor Elantra N. It doesn't matter if the seats are up or down if you can't put anything through it, but I have to decide a winner, and I suppose... It has to be the Elantra N for having the most interior volume of 113.6 cubic feet, followed by the Kona N with 113.3 cubic feet, and the Veloster N with 109.8 cubic feet. And now, welcome to the last category, price. We finish off with the cars being similarly priced. The Elantra N is the cheapest with the MSRP of $33,400 followed by the Veloster N at $34,000, and lastly the Kona N with a price tag of $34,200. A few things to keep in mind though since you can alter that price just a little bit. Firstly, those prices are with the dual clutch transmission, so if you go with the 6-speed manual, you'll actually save $1500. Also certain color choices can raise the price by 400 bucks. Now that I'm done throwing numbers, stats, opinions and conjectures at you, I would love to hear which end model would you get and why down in the comments below. Now it seems like the Elantra N is a real winner here since it either has come out on top or a very close second in all of the categories. But is it the best? For me, The best one is one that you could live with every day. Not that you can't live with the Elantra, but I think that there's a better car that's ready for anything at any time. And for me, that's the Kona N. You see, I've learned something over the years. It's that although it would be nice to have a car that you only need for a single purpose, kinda like dress shoes, I realize that practicality is most important to me after my experiences with outgrowing the Miata I used to own. I felt terrible seeing that car just sit outside being neglected like a dog chained to a tree out in the cold with no shelter. Yes, I currently own a truck that can carry way more cargo and my wife has an SUV that can carry way more people but I want the next car I get to be an option and more importantly the more fun one to take. Plus it also suits my driving style. You see, I can be a bit of an aggressive driver, not towards other people of course, but technically I live in a city, a small one, but it has all those city-like qualities. Uneven pavement, potholes, and in my neighborhood alone, I have to go over five speed bumps just to get to work. And I live a mile away. I'm not talking about those dinky foot tall ones. I mean those full size speed bumps. And it's hilarious seeing or hearing people bottoming out their car on the speed bump in front of my house. But I just hate having those things slow me down or have me worried about abusing the car. It's like one of my pet peeves seeing people in their big full size pickups. Who won't share the road cause they're scared to drive onto the grass and who will go over railroad tracks like super slow. It's like you know it's designed for rough terrain right? Sorry for the rant. But that's it for me today. Thank you all so very much for hanging out with me and spending your time here. I love each and every one of you. And if you enjoyed this video then consider dropping a like for me. And if it helped you make a decision, well then consider subscribing. I will catch you all on the next one, but until then, see ya. Bye bye.